T to classify yes, as three letters. Cause our history guys, we got Eric, Ellie, who else? We got Brian, listen every time, you know it's gonna be some drive. Everybody certified, it's pocket rock, ain't tell no lies. You really my lose your mind, can only put this in your time. Welcome back to the WFT Declassified Podcast. It is your host, L.E., and we got Eric with us as always. Eric, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Long week. We're in the middle of it. We're going to get through it together. We shall get through it. Talk a little Commanders football. Little Commanders. Give us that last little bit of adrenaline for the push to the end of the week. That's right. That's right. And shout out to our other co-host, Brian, who is somewhere in Ibiza, the Bahamas came out somewhere on the map. He is there on vacation, chilling. What's up, Brian? I'm a little jelly. What's up, Brian? <laughs> hope you're doing well. And if you are listening, we hope you are doing well as well. All my audio listeners, what's happening? Thanks for listening, especially those of you who have been with us since the beginning. You know, Eric and I started this thing from day number one. I guess you're my day one homie with this podcast thing, Eric, huh? We're OGs, as it were. <laughs> and everybody on YouTube, what's happening? Glad to have you with us as well tonight we're going to talk about a couple things we're going to talk about how much of a need is tight end in our offense right now especially heading into the draft and then we're going to talk about chase young's future and there's a lot there to unpack let's start with the tight end position eric uh last year we had three primary tight ends we had uh logan thomas of course he had his injuries last year ricky seals jones and john bates don't talk to me about the other guy that we got from like the uh, CFL experimental program. Wasn't it? Ladies Sammy man, Reyes? Sammy Reyes. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear about him, but uh, so going into this season, Logan Thomas is recovering from his injury last year. Uh, Logan, Logan, I think is obviously like our, our primary tight end when healthy health is a key uh, term there, um, but he's still recovering. He's extremely productive. Uh, last year he had 18 catches, 196 yards. Uh, excuse, excuse me. Yes, that's actually right. Yeah, he had 25 yeah. targets, 18 catches, 196 yards. Of course, he had the injuries. Uh, Seals Jones had 30 catches, 271 yards, and John Bates had 20 catches, 249 yards. So, Eric Ricky Seals Jones is no longer here. He he now went to the Giants, and that's where he's going to play next season. Um, in your opinion. Do we need to address tight end early in the draft? Uh, early, if we if we do need to address it early, I, from where I'm sitting, uh, I don't think so. But if we do, then uh, Logan Thomas's injury is a lot worse than we thought it was. Uh, it just depends on where he's at in his developments. Um, I don't think I do think they add a tight end. Uh, I, I do think they'll draft a tight end or add one as a UDFA um, because you know going in you've got Logan Thomas coming off the injury. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones, as you said, is elsewhere. John Bates, very promising rookie year, but he's still young, and he may be your first string tight end early on, depending on you know how well Logan Thomas's recovery is. And again, uh, Mr. Eye Candy, uh, Sammy Reyes may may or may not be anything you know worth talking about. Um, he'll be back. We'll see what he can do. So uh, I don't think they draft. I don't think they need to draft a tight end early. I think day three or undrafted free agent is probably the way they're going to go with that. But you never know. Yeah, tight end is one of the most difficult positions to transition into um, out of college into the NFL because you really have to learn two positions. You have to learn offensive line, and then you also have to learn, you know, being a receiver in the NFL. I think um, – I actually don't think that they're going to address this 
uh, in the draft at all, or, or at least really, really late, like you said. I think this is more likely to be addressed via late free agency um, where you're going to get a veteran who has some playing experience to stick in there because we lost Ricky Seals-Jones. I don't think you can just find a seventh-round pick, sixth-round pick, and expect to get something out of them. Um, you're right about John Bates. I mean, there's a very real possibility he could be a starter for us. But if he starts, who's backing him up? You know what I mean? We don't really have anybody in that role, and I don't think you're going to put a, a sixth or seventh round pick there. So I think that's probably going to be a free agent that we pick up somewhere down you the think line. That, you think free agent already? Like, because I, I think if it was going to be a free agent, we may have already addressed that. No, I, mean, I, I think well, Ricky Seal was it Ricky Seals Jones like the best free agent tight end available. He was, and I'm not talking about somebody yeah. of even that magnitude, that level. I think it's going to be somebody who's you know played in a couple games, has some experience, a good blocker, um, and you know can catch a couple passes, but not somebody on that level where you're expecting a lot of contribution from. Um, especially because Logan Thomas is going to get healthy at some point. I mean, we don't know right now. Uh, it's right. very early in the offseason, so he could be ready um, early in the season. We just don't know. But I think you can't take that risk going into a season where you expect to be competitive. So I do expect them to address that position. And I, like I said, I do believe it's going to be free agency. Interesting. So uh, if I'm tossing a name out there as a draft pick or undrafted free agent day three, uh, I like the name Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio State. We love our Ohio State receivers. We might be looking at our Olaves and our uh, Garrett Wilsons or what's his name? Garrett, not Garrett Wilson, whatever his name is. I don't care. It's not coming here. Uh, <laughs> no, there's a tight end. Not a lot of production in college, but potentially uh, a decent player. Um, but again, he's a day three pick, possibly a draft free agent. I don't know, you know, if they're going to, I don't know, you know, that they're going to invest high draft capital in a tight end. I, like I said, I, I agree with you. I think Logan Thomas is probably going to be able to play uh, at least in the first month of the season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really more just depth and, and precaution at this point. So, um, Eric, Logan Thomas, um, when healthy, do you consider him to be a long term? top flight tight end for us or is that a position that we you think we need to look to upgrade over the next year or so anyway no i think he showed he could be productive uh in 2020 um he he you know prior to that i didn't think he was going to be much i wasn't even the first half of 2020 i really wasn't that impressed with him he really came along he played he played really well produced really well um do i think he's ever going to be a top five george kittle level tight end no but i think he's everything we need as a tight end uh you know he can block he can catch uh he's a good route runner uh he's super athletic as long as the knee holds up um so i think he can be a reliable target uh near future for sure you know the next you know two three years absolutely i think he can be uh, a quality tight end for us um you know i don't think i think you can upgrade from him if there's somebody there who you know if you have the opportunity to you know trade for George Kittle or Travis Kelsey or somebody like that. Sure. Go ahead and do it. But um, I don't know that you're going to draft somebody that's going to come in and instantly be better than him. I think John Bates's long-term projection projection could be at Logan Thomas's level, but you know, that's, he's maybe a year or two away, which would be right about the time that you know we would have Logan Thomas. Yeah. One of the big reasons that I'm pretty adamant about, you know, updating this position, I think Logan can be a starter um, for us for the next couple of years, but you know, uh, Carson Wentz is a tight end guy when it comes to his passing attack. And, you know, can can we have John Bates and Logan Thomas in the game at the same time? Um, is that going to be a productive enough pair of tight ends for us 
to match what Carson Wentz likes to do from an offensive perspective. Of course, this assumes that he's going to be here over the long haul, which um, you know I'm, I'm fairly convinced about. Um, but you know, tight end is such an important part to him being successful. So Logan Thomas has to be on the field for that to occur. Um, John Bates, I, I was very pleased with what we got out of him. But what does he look like as tight end one? We can I am. I am very high on John Bates. Going to be completely honest with you. I'm. I actually really like him. The more I watch him, the more I go back and look at the stuff he did. I'm really excited about what he could be. He can end up being a very good tight end for us. He could be a top ten tight end in the league. I'm convinced of that. Um, and this is now on the internet, so you can come back and burn me for it in five years if he turns out to be garbage. But I really, I'm a really big fan of John Bates and what he can do at tight end. I think we really found a gem in that in that pick. Top ten. I think he can honestly be, yeah, maybe not next year. I think he's still got some growth, but from what he showed blocking from day one and his evolution in the passing game last year, I got no complaints with him. I think, you know, maybe speed is probably his, you know, he's not ever going to be the fastest guy, so I don't think he's ever going to be at that Darren Waller level, you know, of like wide receiver playing tight end. Uh, but, no, I definitely think he can be a very, very uh, productive tight end. Um, especially with Carson Wentz at quarterback as much as he loves uh, throwing the ball to tight ends. Like I'm a, I'm a big, big believer in John Bates. Okay. I'd say hard to be better. <laughs> That's the collective reaction of the entire internet right now is what you just said. Okay. <laughs> right on guy. Whatever you, you say, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, look, I liked him. I was encouraged by what I saw. Um, but the, the one thing I think that's going to hold him back from getting to that upper echelon of tight ends is athleticism. I mean, he's not, you know, especially like unathletic, but he's just not in that tier of super athletic tight ends from what I've seen so far. And that's sort of where that position is going. So, you know, to project him to be in that category, you know. I'm going to go uh, my uh, when you say that, I, I think of like Chris Cooley level, though. I mean, Chris Cooley was never the most athletic tight end either. He's not the biggest, fastest guy. He was told by multiple coaches he was nothing more than a special teamer coming into the NFL. And he turned into something. And, you know, I, and I think uh, not that he's I don't know if he's going to have that kind of production, but I, I don't see why he couldn't. Um, I mean, he's, you know, Cooley was never the best athlete as a tight end, but he was very productive. I think Bates can be the same way. Different NFL, but I hear you. I hear yeah. your point. I hear same your position, point. though. It is. It is. Uh, some tight ends that are still free agents. Eric, tell me if you want them or it's a hard pass for you. Um, Jimmy Graham's still out there. He's 35. I mean, yeah, as a one-year as a one-year player, if Logan Thomas isn't ready, I think you could do a lot worse than Jimmy Graham catching passes. He's still six five, right? He sure is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's. I'm sure you could find a find a role for him. Right. Yeah, I'm not breaking the bank for him. I'm not giving him you know multiple years and you know seven eight figures, but why not? Yeah, yeah. What about Ebron, Eric Ebron from Pittsburgh? Eric Ebron is an interesting case because that dude, has, he's like on a different team every year, and I'm sure there's a reason for that. I think he stuck with Pittsburgh two years in a row. That was like the first time in his career he played two years in a row for a team. Um, I just feel like there's a locker room issue there, so I would pass on Ebron. Okay. Unless it's just for a year. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, you know, not long-term signing. What about Kyle Rudolph? He's 32. Uh, 30, he's only 32. That crazy. Yeah, Seriously, I thought he played with like Don Warren. <laughs> it seems like he's been in the NFL forever. Yeah. yeah, Rudolph, I don't know. He kind of he played for the Giants last year, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I mean, I, I give him a pass for production last year. 
Yeah, I could take a pass. I could go for Rudolph at a reasonable price for a year. Why not? Nah, not for me. I mean, like to your point, he's he's so beat up and he's been around. <laughs> he seems like he's been in the league for like 15 years. Yeah, you're just not going to get anything. I was actually surprised that Jimmy Graham was 35, honestly. I thought he was like 32 yeah, no. <laughs> and Rudolph is 35. Now, Jimmy Graham to me feels like he's been around forever because – I feel like he was around like at the end of Tony Gonzalez's career or something like that, you know. Yeah, that was they kind of overlapped, and he's, you know, you know, but he's been, he was also productive from day one too. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, a couple other names for you. Jared Cook from the Chargers is out there still, believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, um, I mean, these some of these guys are going to get signed. They're going to get snatched up around training camp time, maybe week one. You see what I mean? Uh, yeah. Cook is what thirty. He's another thirty plus guy, right? 35, yeah. 35? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't honestly don't remember him. I know I had him in fantasy for a couple of weeks last week because somebody got hurt and <laughs> I wasn't and I wasn't thrilled with him. So no, just because of my fantasy experience. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to count on a 35-year-old tight end. It's probably going into a 36-year season um to give you much of anything at this point. But uh I'm gonna throw one last one out there. Um and this is not it, but just Jesse James is out there. He's only 27. I think he was with Pittsburgh for a while. Yeah. Um, he's only 27. I think that's something you could take a flyer on. The name I'm going to give you, though, is Derek Carrier. You remember this guy from the uh, Scott McLuhan days? Derek Carrier. Gosh, yeah. yeah. Never played for us, though. He got We traded like a fifth for him or something, right? Yeah, never got, never saw the field. He, got, he kept getting hurt. Yeah. So, no. Yeah, it's a hard pass. No. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Maybe we should trade for O.J. Howard. Oh no! Because that's what we fans have been saying that for like the past five years. Yeah, you should trade Deron Payne for OJ Howard. Like that's that was the David swirling. Joku. Yeah, David Joku was the other one. And Joku, yeah, was the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I good. don't know, man. Quite frankly, I'm. I mean, I'm good with Logan Thomas and uh, Bates if he develops. Because yeah, if it's that crew, you just I think you need a third guy because I don't think Reyes is is a is a viable option for a third tight end. Yeah. And depending on where Logan Thomas is at in his recovery, that's my only concern. But yeah, if, if one of those guys wants to come here for a you know reasonable salary, because I don't like somebody like Kyle Rudolph or Jimmy Graham, I think they're going to want a lot of money, even though they're uh, you know long in the tooth. I think they still feel like, especially Rudolph at thirty-two, I really feel like he probably would think that he was probably why he's still a free agent, but he feels like he can you know, get a decent payday. And some of those guys are going to sit around until the end of camp when somebody gets hurt. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not opposed to bringing in one of those guys. I just, you know, the price, you know, at the, at the, the price is likely to come down or go up depending on injuries. Yeah. And that's yeah. What we'll just see. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. That's why I say wait till later in free agency and see what you can, what you can do there. Cause I think there's some bargains to be had. Um, all right. Let's change gears. Let's talk Chase Young. Chase Young is for some reason, becoming so polarizing within our fan base um yes he had like what one and a half sacks last year but he also got hurt um you know he's still probably our most talented in terms of pure and raw talent that we have on the team but uh the fans seem like they're starting to turn against him a little bit eric can you explain why this is occurring so what have you done for me lately um he was not great last year um, and I think him staying away from OTAs and all the offseason stuff last year, going on Family Feud and NFL Network, doing all this stuff while he should have been while he wasn't at OTAs, um, 
and then not producing when he got on the field. And he did make some impact plays. I mean, you go back and watch the, the plays from last year. He did some good things, and there were some plays, you know, some of the stuff doesn't so, show up in the stat sheet. But the overall lack of production or perceived lack of production on top of not being at organized workouts last year, I think kind of soured some fans because now they're looking back at that rookie year and they're like, well, man, he only had seven and a half sacks his rookie year and blah, 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 yeah. blah. You look at things through a different lens, you know, when the production isn't there in year two. So the rumor is that he's going to be in the offseason program this year. Uh, so he'll be out there Monday when they start. Um, I hope he can come out and produce. But I think that's kind of what that's kind of the perception of why he's kind of some of the fans have soured. I personally have not. I think he's going to have a good year. Um, but, yeah, I can see why some people have kind of, you know, soured on him a little bit. Yeah, it's it's really driving that narrative. I think you're spot on. I think, you know, when when you don't have the success that you want to have and then you're not a part of what we traditionally think is necessary, but it's completely voluntary, I think fans start to say, oh, well, see, that's why. That's why. Or he's not committed. Or he doesn't care about the football team or, you know, whatever it is. But, you know, it's it's hard to judge another grown man's life and what they have going on. Um, I mean, granted, you did see him on Family Feud. <laughs> yeah. But I'll say that, you know. There, there might be reasons in his life why he's not around, but I think to completely sour on him at this point, I think is foolish because, you know, we don't have enough of players with his talent level on this roster. We need more of those, not less of those. And and you're right. I, I've been watching some of these games back from last season. He's always just about to get a sack and then something happens. The quarterback gets rid of the ball. Somebody else comes in and takes it from him um, or, you know, there's a penalty or whatever it is, holding all kinds of things. But he was impactful in terms of pressures. And I don't know if that, you know, showed up on the stat sheet or not. But when you watch the game, you can see his burst off the line of scrimmage. Now, there are certain things he has to work on. Um, but I think those are correctable things that he has to fix. And I think that he is going to have a, um, a significant impact in this coming season. Um, Eric, we, I like to go back to this just because of the mm -hmm. reaction that we got when we did it. I knew it was last, coming. You knew this was coming. Last year, we said uh, – you know, I, I said to you, give me your projection for Chase Young. And your projection was who? Mario Williams. Mario Williams. And uh, there was a lot of hate on the internet for that. My projection was, if I'm not mistaken, I think I said. Bruce Smith. Uh, did I say Bruce Smith? No, but you no. said somebody like ridiculously Hall of Fame. I'm sure it was. I thought you said I Julius said, Peppers, didn't you? You were a I, Julius Peppers guy. I thought it was J.J. Watt. I thought J.J. Watt? Watt? Okay. I'll give you that. Um, and then I think, uh, I, I, we also talked about the clowny comparison in terms of him just being better against the run and maybe not producing as many sacks, but now that we've kind of seen him for, you know, a part of another season, um, you know, minus the injury, does your projection for him change in terms of that career arc with, uh, Mario Williams or where are you at now with that? I mean, stats-wise, we better hope he's Mario Williams at this point because I think Mario Williams had like 19 sacks through two years, so he's way behind the pace. Like y'all, y'all sleep on Mario Williams. You're, you're acting, people. I'm still bitter about this because folks still acted like I was comparing him to some bum. I mean, Mario Williams had like a, almost 100 sacks for his career. He was an excellent player for a long time. So I, I'm going to stick with that comparison because I still see that in his game. Uh, hopefully, the production amps up and actually matches that. But Williams, to me, is still a great comparison for Chase Young, and I have no problem sticking with it, despite what Twitter thinks of it. Yeah, I mean, it, it just, from the hype that was around, I think that's a big part of the problem. See, I don't believe the hype right away. 
<laughs> so people just hate on me because I don't believe the hype right away, and it turns out I'm right. By the way, Williams, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he, uh, he's my new guy because uh, Charlie Casually got fired because he picked Mario Williams basically, <laughs> and it turned out he was right too. So I'm yep. being Charlie Casually on uh, Mario Williams Island. I'm trying to, I'm trying to update my projection, um, I, and I think it's hard to. I'm gonna stick with my JJ Watt projection because I think he can, he can get there with uh you know just improving his skill set and really understanding the nfl a little bit better um let me ask you this though so there are uh some top flight i'll give you another comparison too yeah yeah go ahead, go ahead. simeon rice go back a little older Ooh, it's another simeon rice. another solid com- i mean that's another stats wise production wise physique wise explode i mean similar player yeah, he was with the um, Bucks for a while. Did he? Yeah, he was Cardinals and Bucks. Yeah, he was a Cardinal and a. Uh, I think he was a Cardinal. I got to Google. Yeah, you know, you're but, correct. I'm yeah. looking at it right now. Yeah, 122 sacks for his career, 25 forced fumbles. Okay, maybe so. Simeon Rice is a little high for Chase Young. <laughs> I didn't. I honestly didn't know his production was that high. I knew he was. Wow. He was a very solid player that doesn't get a lot of love like in today's NFL. He was great. He might have been the Mario Williams of his day. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about Javon Curse. And I haven't looked at his stats. But. You know, Mike, I think Sweat is closer to Curse than, yeah. than yeah, just from the athleticism standpoint, like the speed, um, okay. the size and speed, because, the you know, the, the I mean, I guess Young is close to that too, but Curse was just like pure, like freak athlete. I think that was his nickname, right? The freak or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like Sweat is closer to that, but I'm all right with, with Curse. 74 sacks. That just tells you how good Simeon Rice was. <laughs> Dude, Simeon Rice was a beast. Is he in the Hall yeah. of Fame? He should be. Yeah, I believe he is. I believe yeah, he's he is. also. Um, looking at the modern, like, premier edge rushers in this league, I'm going to throw some names out there and tell me if you think that uh, Chase Young is in that class or can be in that class or not. Um, let's start with Miles Garrett in Cleveland. Not in that class, but can be in that class. I'm going to just go ahead and give you my canned answer for Young. He can be as good as anybody in the NFL from his okay. measurables. Um, he can be as good as anybody in the NFL. I'll tell you if he is or isn't. And no, he is not Miles Garrett yet. Miles Garrett is a beast. Like, let's Miles not, Garrett is a stud. Yep. He, has, uh, he had 18 sacks last year. No, I'm sorry, 16 sacks last year, 12 uh, his rookie season. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that wasn't his rookie season. 13 is rookie season. No, seven is rookie season. 13 is second year. 10, third year, which he got suspended, I believe. 12 the year after and 16. So he has 58 sacks in, what, five seasons. Yeah, he's so a monster. He is a beast. Chase got some work to do. What about T.J. Watt in Pittsburgh? He's not a, yeah, not as good, but can he can be better than T.J. Watt. He's not as good as T.J. Watt right now. He's not at this level right now. You think TJ Watt, Watt is a, is money. TJ yeah. Watt's great, but I think mm-hmm. Young can't. Like I said, Young can be the best edge rusher in the NFL. He has the potential to be that. I appreciate. He just has to do it. Yeah, right. I mean, no, I I don't know if he will or if he's gonna be that good, but he can be as good as anybody. There's a reason why everybody loved him so much when coming out of college. He was a monster. Yeah, I agree. What if I told you TJ Watt already has as many sacks as Javon Curse had his whole career? <laughs> like he's yeah, Watt's well, awesome. Yeah, he's a monster. I might be underselling TJ Watt a little bit. I honestly haven't watched enough of him, but uh, I think he's going to tail off because injuries are going to start catching up with him. 
just like his brother. Seven sacks his rookie year, 13 his second year, 14 and a half his third year, 15 his fourth year, and 22.5 last year. And, and here's the best part about it, all of that for T.J. Watt. Every year he's ascending in that sack yeah. total. So who you see the that? jump, just like with Garrett, you see the jump of like first, second year. And we didn't see that with Young. And, and you know, obviously he got hurt, but he wasn't yeah. on his way to 12 double-digit sacks last year. That he was great. halfway through the season when he got hurt with a sack yeah. and a half. That's a great, great point, yeah. Um, let's check out Nick Bosa in uh, San Francisco. What do you think? Yeah, not as good, or he's not at that level yet, but can be. Yeah. Nick Bosa is actually not a bad comp for him either. Or actually, maybe Joey's a better comp for Chase than Nick. I don't know, but I think that, you know, Chase can be that good, but isn't yet. Yeah, Bosa was hurt his second year. His first year, he had nine sacks. His third year, he has 15 and a half. Yeah. And to your point, yeah, that might actually be right about where you would hope Young is through three seasons. So that, that might, that's not bad at all. Um, you brought it up, Joey Bosa. Yeah, I think it's a good, it's a decent comp for Chase. And again, I don't think Chase is there yet, but he can be. Jeez, Bosa's been balling too. Nah, no. Bosa's been, been injured. Quite, he's been injured a lot too. Yeah. He just looked that good against us, I guess it was. But yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. He had 10 and a half his rookie year, 12 and a half his second year, five and a half his third year. Those were injuries. 11 and a half his fourth year, seven and a half his fifth year, and 10 and a half his sixth year. So um, definitely, definitely been limited by injury, but he is a phenomenal edge rusher when healthy. So um, if, if he could be Miles Garrett, I would be absolutely uh, just through the moon. Or through the roof, excuse me. But Miles Garrett is a different type of mental player, too. And I think, you know, with Chase Young, we don't know what his mentality is yet, right? Because Miles Garrett is one of those football players that could have played in the 70s. You know what I mean? With those Pittsburgh deep. He would have been much happier playing when the clothesline was legal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, he does. He, he's, he plays, he's got a really angry streak, fierce streak when he plays. I think Chase Young has, I don't know that he plays as angry as Garrett because I don't think that's a place that not many people can get to. Yeah. Um, Young seems to have a really strong work ethic. Um, and I think he, you know, he is a very, he's an emotional player. I, yeah. I like Chase Young a lot. And I think he's going to have a very good year this year. Um, I think he's double digit sack year this year, as long as he's healthy. You can, you can book that right now. I think he's 11, 11 to 13 sacks this year. Yeah. I don't I, think I, we're, we were at the prediction point yet, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. No, I'll take it. You know, and I do think he's, uh, you know, adhering to the conversations he and Ron have had in terms of developing his move set, really taking this whole thing seriously. And I think I think it's good to get humbled sometimes in sports. You know, um, it helps you become hungry again. You find that passion as to, you know, what started you in this thing to begin with. And you know, when you're in, when you come into the league so highly regarded, you win Rookie of the Year on defense. It's kind of like you made it, you know, and last year maybe was a reality check for him. And, you know, you never want to see anybody go through any injuries. And I hope he is fully recovered and fully healthy. But uh, it's not yet time to give up on him, fans. I think we are yet to see his best. That is coming very, very soon. I, too, think he will be a double-digit sack guy this year. And, honestly, he should be a double-digit sack guy every year with uh, Montez Sweat on the other end. Those two have to learn how to play together in a way – um, that complements each other's style because they do different things, even though they're both extremely athletic. Um, I think those two, man, they can figure that out. That is an edge rush duo. Uh, Especially that, with what's in the middle, with with Allen and Payne in the yeah. middle. Yeah. 
you really, you know, that pocket is collapsing on a regular basis. You guys should be able to get sacks. Hundred percent. The quarterback Absolutely. can't step up, and you can get around the edge. Right, and and maybe we'll finally get to see the reality of Bruce Allen's vision of four first round draft picks on the defensive line and what that could mean for our secondary. So I am thoroughly excited for what we're going to get out of that position this year. Um, Eric Montez Sweat, Chase Young, the higher ceiling is Chase Young, correct? Yeah, that's not to sell anything short with Sweat, but yeah, I think Young has a higher ceiling. I think Young is, has more, uh, yeah, potential. I guess that's, the ceiling is higher. Uh, yeah. Chase How Young. wide is that gap? How wide is that gap for you? I don't think it's that wide. Um, I mean, Sweat is a premier pass rusher in the, in the league. He's He can be a top 10 pass rusher easily. Like he could be the guy on any other team, on most, pretty much any other team. He would be their best option. Uh, so, yeah, I think, you know, Young could potentially could potentially be the best pass rusher in the NFL. Uh, Sweat could be in the conversation among of, among the best pass rushers in the NFL. And this is again potential. I'm not saying either one of them is there right now, but the potential right. is there for for that for both of them. Absolutely. All right, Eric. Any final thoughts on Chase Young or the tight end position coming up? Twenty five sacks, and that John is Bates is going to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> bold like predictions those. right here Dude, don't get any more bold than that uh i'm gonna say this i got chase young i'm gonna say 16 sacks just because 16 yeah i think teams will be down more this year than they were to us last year because of the upgraded quarterback and that means our defensive ends can pin their ears back and go quarterback hunting love it uh tight end wise i do think we're going to address that in free agency uh shortly after the draft so stand by for that I'll go 25 between Young and Sweat. Okay. I'll combine well, for 25. I can't be mad at that. That's that's a pretty good prediction right there. That's a lot of sacks, a lot of pass rush. Um, I think we can be higher than that, though. I do think we can beat that. Uh, all right. Party people, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking us out. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you're listening or watching. We appreciate you. Peace.